0: Welcome to Kuhau Podcast. We thank you for tuning in. If this is your first time listening in with us, we want you to know that you are a part of a new loving family. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope that this message encourages you and transforms your life. Now stay tuned for today's message. Corinthians eleven twenty-three 23 through 26, is, six, it says, For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread. That last verse, I don't know how it snuck in there. We're going to omit it. (laughs) You proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. I want you guys to bow your heads, close your eyes. I want to pray for us. I want to pray for our holiday. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to come together and remember you. Remember, remember that, that the, these things that we partake in are not just functions, but they serve to remember your sacrifice, Lord. And I pray for today's message. I truly believe that you are going to show up today. And I just ask that you give us the wisdom to facilitate and, and be a part of that. And that I may not get in the way of whatever you are looking to do in, in the life of Christ uncensored. In your precious name we say Amen and amen. So this is a special week, right? It, it, we are honoring Jesus' birthday, uh, and I'm excited for that. But today, I can't see her because it's dark. I hope she's here. Today is a special day because it's actually my mother's birthday. Yeah. Is mommy here? Do we know? Do we know? We all know. She's a late churchcomer. But today's my mother's birthday. She was born December third, December 23rd, 19. I won't finish that. I love her. But I have true confessions. Ro started it. I have a true confession. You guys can't judge. Ooh, there she is. There's the birthday girl. Woo! Happy birth. No. True confessions. A few years ago, this happened. I forgot my mother's birthday. I know, I know. I make up for it because I'm the only son that's graduating college, so it's okay. (laughs) But I actually forgot my mother's birthday. And it's crazy because I'm like, that's such an important date. But here's the thing about me. If you know me, you know two things about me. I'm extremely clumsy. Javi, his first time coming, one of his first times visiting this church, he had he had just got to know me, and he heard me preach about that, me mention it. And then a few weeks later, he's like, wow, I'm watching what you preached about come into fruition. It's true. You are clumsy, man. And you know, I don't have good memory. I don't remember things good. Am I alone? No, you guys got bad memory too good. Yeah, I forget like Dude, I forget everything. I forget. I, so this is what I do. Like, like I, I, whenever I go to Pastor Rolando and Lisa's house, I am. I have to pep talk myself because, without a doubt, no matter what, the, every time I am in their house, every time I visit them, I leave something in their house, in the car. I leave something, and here's the dangerous thing about being Rolando's brother and leaving something is if you forget it long enough, it's his. It's not good. Months will go by and I'll see him in my hoodie. I'm like, isn't that, isn't that mine? He's like, nah, man, you lost, you lost owner's rights over this. And I got to talk him back into giving him, giving me my stuff. Uh, But apparently this is a universal thing because I don't just forget stuff at his house. I forget stuff everywhere. Um, I've forgotten stuff at Jenny's house. And again, months will go by. I have a jacket at her house right now as we speak. I was supposed to tell her to bring it today, but I forgot to text her. But one time I left a hoodie at her house, and several months later, what do I see her walking into church with? My hoodie. And she's like, Ruben, I went to my daughters, I went to Kelby, I went to everybody. It's my hoodie now. She gave it back to me. I was going to bring it in to show you the hoodie, but I forgot to do that too. I don't have good memory. And that's why I love smartphones. Smartphones are the best. They say that it's contributing to bad memory. I don't care because I already have that condition. I put everything in this phone. I put numbers. I put addresses. I don't know how to navigate my own Staten Island borough that I've lived for 23 years. I can't get down the block because I got GPS. I'm like, where's the blue lines? They're not on the road. Where's Siri? I've, I put everything in this phone. You know what else I put in this phone now? Birthdays. So I, I, <laughs> because it's so easy to forget the important things. I'm not the only one who's forgotten a birthday. Actually, we have a couple. They're pastors in this church. I'm going to be anonymous. I'm not going to say names. So we'll call them Pastor Ronaldo <laughs> and Pastor Elisa. Okay. So we're not gonna, I'm not going to put people out there, all right? So Pastor Ronaldo, on Pastor Elisa's birthday, had accidentally scheduled a speaking engagement. Everybody go, oh, I know, that's your wife, man. Like, that's crazy. I forgot my mom's birthday. I, was, I, could, I could, you know, that's different because, you know, like the mother, you know. But a wife, what? But it's so easy to forget the important things. I don't know if you guys are, you know what? I do know, because I know the statistics of this crowd. Most of us are millennials, so we've become phone dependent. And if you're not a millennial, you know, that means you were around before phones. So therefore, your memory is not what it was, or what it used to be. So, and if you're Generation Z, you have no hope. You, You, what's a memory? That's it. You're like, memory, like on my phone? Memory? I have that. I have a lot of memory on my iPhone. It's 128 gigs. But it's so easy to forget the important things, especially in a world where there's so many important things, especially during the holidays when we have to keep so much in mind. We can't ever forget the goodness of God. And that's what this song, Remembrance, uh, is about. You see, when you read the lyrics, they're actually from the, it feels like they're from the perspective of someone in the moment of communion. And I promise you, this song, it even convicted me because it, it, it's, it paints communion in such a picture that I'm like, how have I not been seeing communion that way? And it's talking about communion, and it's like this moment frozen in time with the person with their communion cup in their hand. And let's let's look at how it begins. The first lyrics are here. I take the bread of life, broken for all my sin, your body crucified to make me whole again. I will recall the cup poured out in sacrifice to trade the sinner's end for your new covenant. Hallelujah. I'll live my life in remembrance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Your promise, your promise, I won't forget. I have have two points that I'm going to share with you today, but they're both going to start with this phrase, and I want to talk a little bit about it. We need to live our lives in remembrance. We need to live our lives in remembrance. Because it's so easy to forget. And here's the thing. I I read the lyrics to the song, and I'm like, I got this one. Like, like, why can't I get the lyrics like, I will climb this mountain with my hands wide open? That's a great lyric. Or, or, or songs like, This is how I fight my battles. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Woo! I don't even got to preach that. I could just have them sing it again. We just did a message on Tremble. Mei Ling, give, give your hands if you thought that message that may <laughs> preach. They love you, May. She got Jesus, Jesus, you make the darkness tremble. Your name makes the darkness tremble. That's powerful. I got, I live my life in remembrance. <laughs> I'm like, me, especially with no memory, I'm like, I'll remember. <laughs> but it's actually deeper than that. See, remembrance, what I found out was that remembrance is like this active form of memory. I'll give you the definition. It's the state of bearing in mind an act of recalling to mind, or it could be something that serves to keep in mind. So there are, you know, a ring, a wedding ring is a remembrance. It reminds you that you're married. Communion is a remembrance, but it's also the state. So, so when, when the singer sings this song, they're saying, I will remain. My life will be in this state of remembrance. And, and the truth of the matter is, that's so essential, especially uh, today, because Jesus' body was broken thousands of years ago. His blood was poured out millennia ago. I wasn't there. Were you? None of us were there, and so it's this far-off thing, and it, be, it can become this far-off concept, oh, Jesus died for me. And it's so easy to forget the impact of the gospel. I remember being here, worshiping, and, and Lisa gave a devotional, and she, in her devotional, she said, Jesus, he died for you, and it hit me. I've been saying, "Oh, God, so loved the world that He gave His Son to the world." But no, He died for me. He died for me, and I turned to my girlfriend. I, I, I said, "Trisha, He He died for me." Like, whoa, whoa, whoa! I've been a Christian. That means it's true. I've been a Christian for years, but like. He died for me, and I wept, and I wept, but the sad truth is that I don't live in remembrance of that, and I don't want to be a person who has to be reminded on a Sunday that he died for me. I want to wake up like he died for my today. I want to go to bed saying he died for my tomorrow. We need to live in remembrance. And it's not just when he died. It's crazy because he died thousands of years ago. But I said yes to him just about roughly four years ago. But I don't live in remembrance of that fact. And here's what's crazy. Whenever I remember, all I got to do is think about the time that I first encountered Jesus. And just in preparing the message, being reminded of that. I began to be filled with such joy. I almost wept. I almost cried for this single memory. And what's crazy is, because it's so easy to forget, we lived our lives chasing a new miracle, chasing a new testimony, because we forgot the original testimony. We forgot the first time we said yes to God. We forgot why we said yes to him in the first place. But sometimes in my darkest days, in the times where I've battled anxiety and fear, all of a sudden I remembered... The day that I first said yes to him and I just pressed through and I just got through because that one miracle was good enough for me. That one encounter was good enough for me. But we chase new miracles not because we're miracle groupies. I don't believe that about anybody. I believe because we forget. And I have to wonder how much of Peter's drive was driven just by the first time he encountered Jesus with the fish and the multitudes of fish. And when, when, G, when Jesus looks at his disciples and he says, well, you deny me too. And Jesus goes, where else are we going to go? I wonder if he reflected back to the day he met Jesus. And he's like, that first time I met you, I can't ever replace that. In the midst of Jesus thinking they're going to leave him, Peter says, where else would we go? And that's, that's, that response is If it was his first time meeting Jesus, I don't think he would say that. He said that based off his memories of Jesus. And our testimony is is ongoing. There's always a new miracle. There's always a new thing. But if I just remember the last time, if I just remember the first time, it's crazy how much it's been able to get me through. And it's sad for me because I realize if I could just get better at remembering those moments, because there's been times where I've remembered, but there's times where I've forgotten. And my, my 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 first real point is we need to live our lives in remembrance because remembrance empowers us to remember. And you're like, what? That's redundant, isn't it? The same thing. That's what I thought. And then Google. Remember is so. Let me let me do a quick recap. Remembrance is the state of bringing to mind, but remember means to exercise. Or have the power of memory. So remember is the action while remembrance is the state. And and the way I see it is is if remembering is the marathon, remembrance is the training. The way you train and train and train for what? Maybe a 10-minute race. That's what this state of remembrance is. And here's the thing. I want this power of memory of my life. Memory of what? The song says it. Your promise, I won't forget. I don't want to forget his promise. I don't want to sit there. I, I, don't, I don't know about you guys. You let me know. I'm tired of being ambushed by anxiety. I'm tired of being ambushed by my anger and having a good day and being on top of the world. And someone comes and says something to me. And because I'm not prepared, because my memory isn't so good, all of a sudden, I, last week I had to call Ronnie. I said, Ronnie, can you just pray for me? Because something happened today, and I can't stop. I'm a thinker, which is weird to be a bad memory person, but an overthinker. And I'm just like replaying, 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 replaying. I thank God I don't have the power of time travel, because I would go back in time several different times for one situation. I would waste it all. (laughs) Just for one moment. I just replaying, 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 replaying. Because I... And you know what I had to do? I had to cancel it out with his promises. But I had to stir that up. I don't want to have to be stirred up. See, if I live my life in a state of remembrance, if we live our lives in a state of remembrance, what we are doing is we are perpetually stirring up our spirits so that when trials come, we just press through them. I don't have to remember because I've been keeping it in mind. I don't have to remember his promise. I, if I didn't forget it, I don't have to recall it. So I live in this state of remembrance, his promises, his goodness. Look, look at how the song paints this picture. I'll walk salvation's road with fear and trembling. Your way born as my own, as Christ is formed in me. I'm going to live out this life. We all said yes to Jesus. I'm going to live out this life. I'm going to walk the, the walk Christ did as he himself is formed in me. When we say yes to Jesus, that's what we sign up for. I'm going to walk salvation's road, your way born as my own, the walk you walked, as Christ himself is formed in me. And look, look at what it goes on to say. The, the chorus comes back on. Hallelujah, I'll live my life in remembrance. Hallelujah, you promise I won't forget. And if ever I should lose my way, if ever I deny your grace, remind me of the price you paid. Hallelujah, I'll live in remembrance. Should I waver? Should, should the battles become too much? You know what's going to get me back? Remembering. Rem- being reminded of the price he paid is, is what allows us to remain. Pastor Roe preached several mes- a few messages ago, but it was, it was probably one of the most profound things said in this church. He said, Sometimes we want the power to overcome, but sometimes the best power, the greatest power that God is giving us is the power to remain. Hurricane Sandy came and went, but we're still here. How many of you guys have a testimony I said, No, I've been through the ringer, but I'm still here? I'm still here. And I want that power because being, a, being in a state of remembrance will give me the power to remember. And when I remember, I remain in it. I remember his goodness. I'm not chasing. No, no, no. I remember his goodness. But this isn't just Reuben. This isn't just some song. This is the Bible. Oh, uh, uh, Lamentations chapter 3, 17 through 20 I've forgotten what health and peace and happiness are. I do not have much longer to live. My hope in the Lord is gone. The Bible says this. The thought of my pain, my homelessness is bitter, poison. I think of it constantly, and my spirit is depressed. There's been so many times where I felt like I didn't even know what happiness was anymore. I'm just thankful that there's someone in the Bible that can relate. In the midst of my trials, like, there's, have you ever been there where you felt like, like joy? What's joy? I haven't had joy in years. Hope? I don't even have hope in God. Have you, have you ever been there? It's It's okay. I feel like, uh, I wasn't planning on saying this, but I feel like th- th- there's this misconception that being a Christian means that we always have to have hope in God because we're perfect. No, the idea that we became a Christian is because we're, we, we're, we're weak. We, we need him. And so sometimes there are things that can come and it'll feel like we don't even have hope in God anymore. I've been there. I can say that. I used to fear it. I used to fear it. And what's crazy about lamentations is the entire Book is scary. Like, this is the best, like, this is the, this is, this is cute compared to the rest of Lamentations. Like, he's talking about some crazy stuff, and he feels as if God is the one who caused it. He's like, God, you did this. You've done this to me. I don't know if you've been there. God, why my son? God, why my daughter? God, why my family member? Why are they going through this sickness? Why do I have to deal with this struggle? Why do you keep thinking I'm strong enough because I'm not? Pastor wrote. He, he shared a little bit. He said he's, this week was rough for him. And I can't imagine, I, I hope you don't mind me saying, I can't imagine what it's like to have to go to the hospital in the middle of the night because your daughter is dealing with some pain that she, like it, it, it's not even a pain that she inflicted on herself. Just, just, she had to get a, a appendix surgery. I think it's so easy in that moment to go, God, why my daughter? I'm a pastor. I lead, I lead a church. I'm, I'm called to you and you, why my daughter? And I didn't hear Pastor Rolando say that. And I think it's because, gratefully, we have a pastor who's in tune with the same writer of this, this Lamentations. Because in the midst of that, he says this in verse 21. Yet hope returns when I remember this one thing. The Lord's unfailing love and mercy still continue. Fresh as the morning, as sure as the sunrise, the Lord is all I have, and so in him I put my hope. Whoa, 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 wait, no, 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 I thought he didn't have hope. No, no, but remembering remembering his goodness. He doesn't go, oh, no, no, but but you know, hope returns when you do a new miracle. Hope returns when, when you come and you save me. God does that, but that's not how his hope returns. His hope returns because he remembers what God has got him through. His hope returns because he remembers this one thing, that the Lord's unfailing love and mercy still continue. And what's crazy is his hope returns, and I thought he didn't have any trust in the Lord anymore. But his hope returns, and what he does is he doesn't put that hope back in himself. No, he takes that hope, and he puts all his hope in the Lord. It's crazy because you know what's not a superhero movie that I think we would all watch? The Rememberer. Like, that seems like it would be a wax superpower. But the kingdom does that. It does these weird things. It tells you to let other people get ahead of you, and that's how you win. It says that if you're last, you'll be first. I'm like, God, that's not, even I'm not good at math and stuff, but that's not how that works. <laughs> but the power of memory in the midst of your hopeless situation, hopeless. He's, I, I don't know if you, uh, this to me, I'm like, dag, I've never even been. That, to the point where he's saying, I don't have much longer to live. I've my homelessness, I, I thank God that I've, I've never had to endure that. And in the midst of what is possibly the worst situation and him feeling like God is the cause of his pain, he remembers God's goodness. The Lord's unfailing love still continues fresh as the morning and as sure as the sunrise. If I know the sun will come out tomorrow, that's why Annie says, right? I know his love will continue. And that's what, that's what remembrance gives us the power to do, because remembering is powerful. But if we are constantly living our lives in a state of remembrance, that memory, that muscle, it becomes stronger. And we fire it sooner and quicker, and all of a sudden we're pulling out verses. All of a sudden we have scriptures memorized of his unfailing love. And in the midst of this man forgetting hope and peace, he's able to remember God's unfailing love and mercy, his goodness. And God is so good. Has God been good to you? Has God been good to you? I want to remember his goodness. And that's what we're remembering when we talk about communion. When when we take communion, when we celebrate Christmas, when we celebrate Easter. Every day of our lives we should live in a state of remembrance. But these holidays, I said another form of remembrance is a sign. It's a call to remember. It's a reminder. And Christmas... We, we remember the birth of, of the light of this world. Communion, we are partaking. He says, do this in remembrance of me. We're remembering the sacrifice. Every part of communion, it's not juice, it's not bread. It's symbolizing his body and his blood that was broken and poured out. And I feel so, I thank God for the Holy Spirit because there's a part of me that wants to convict myself and be, like, and be ashamed of myself. Because I'm like, whoa. God, that's communion. That's communion. That's what I've been taking part in. His goodness. I want to remember His goodness. And that's what we do when we live in remembrance. We remember Him for what He's done and what He enables us to do. And remembrance will also enable us to rediscover His goodness. And that's my last point today. We need to live our lives in remembrance because remembrance empowers us to rediscover. God's goodness and I say rediscover because I think God's goodness is like a like an infinite onion you know it has layers but it's infinite it's like layers and layers and you start peeling and you start peeling and you just keep discovering new layers but it's the same onion It's the same goodness, and and it makes you lose your mind because you're peeling, and you're peeling, and I thought I would be done by now, but I'm still going and discovering his goodness, and it's the same goodness, and so when I remember his goodness, but see, something happens in your life. You encounter a trial, you go through something, and now you're looking at God's goodness, but from a different perspective, and it feels like a brand new goodness, so you've rediscovered his goodness, the same goodness. I, I, it's, it's remembrance that empowers that. Look, look at the singer. Look at, did you hear the way Emily sang it? I was like, Emily, you better sing it this way because it has to do with my preaching. <laughs> she doesn't say, oh, you've, you've been good to me. She doesn't say, you've been so good to me. She says, you've been so, so good to me Has he been so, so good to you? Has he been so, so good to you? You only only have that reaction based on a reflection of his goodness. (laughs) Oh, to think where I would be. I know my testimony. I know some of yours. To think where we would be, right? If not for him. If not for him, she says this. You have to catch this. This, If this is all you just hear, if you just repeat this, remember this every day. As far as heights reach from the depths, as far as heights reach from the depths, that's an infinite reach. As far as the east is from the west, so far your grace has carried. Until I see you face to face. Until at last, I've won my race. Remind me, you're not finished yet. That's what I want to remember. I want to remember his goodness. I remember that he's so good, he's not finished with me yet. She says, hallelujah, hallelujah. I live in remembrance. I don't like to remember who I was before I accepted Christ. Just, there's memories that sometimes hit me, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I did that. Oh, oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I just, I just don't like it. I don't like who I was. And not even like, you know, I, I, it's easy to rationalize sometimes and go, oh, you know, I wasn't this, you know, I wasn't addicted to this or I wasn't. But even that at that level. And there's just some things that I struggled with. There's just issues that I had that I'm like, what? You dealt with that, Ruben? You know, they say hindsight is 2020. Imagine that coupled with, with being in the grace of God. I just don't like to look back on that person. But you know what's the truth? Even deeper than that is it's it's really not just before I accepted him. It's really any time before him. See, every time I've fallen after I accepted him, it's always been him. It's always been his goodness who's rescued me. It's always been him who's carried me. And so the Reuben three years ago, the Reuben three months ago, the Reuben three minutes ago, is a completely different Reuben than the Reuben now and now and now. And now, you, the you yesterday, the you five minutes ago is a completely different person. Now. And now. And now. You know why? Because he's not done with you. He's not done with you. And I need him. I love that the song says this because I need him to tell me that sometimes. I need him to tell me he's not done with me. I need him to tell me I'm not done with you because sometimes, because sometimes I feel done. Sometimes I feel finished. I feel like he's done with me, and I'm failing him because he did his job, but I'm not doing mine. And I'm like, that's it, God. You got to give up on me this time. I'm still struggling with this sin. I'm still making this mistake. I'm still forgetting these things. You got to be done with me. But he's not. He's not finished with you. He's not finished with you. I can't be the person to tell you that. I think you need to tell yourself that. Say, he's not done with me. Say, he's not done with me. I think you need to tell that you. That you deep, deep, down inside of you that you don't show nobody, that you that only comes up when you're trying to sleep at night and you've been up for hours and they're like, you remember what you did today? Yeah, he's done with you. I need you to tell, I think you need to tell that you, he's not done with me. Say it to your core. say it to your bones, he's not done with me. He's not done with me. And just in case, because I know my mind does it. The next time you try to say, Well, he's not done with me, you hear that little voice and you say, voice say, Well, that's not Reuben said, that's sign in a song. I want to give you something. I want you to, I want you to have the word of God. So Philippians 1, verse 3 through 6. <clears throat> Paul's writing, he says. I thank God every time I remember you. We're going to make a little pit stop there. I, I could go in on that, but isn't it interesting how he's now thanking God when he remembers people? Sometimes people can be the cause of remembrance in your life. There's been so many times where I've thought he was done with me, but Ronnie or Dyren or somebody in this church will come up to me and pray over my life, and I will remember, oh, he's not done with me. And just remembering someone, I've, I've seen... Whew, I've seen people in worse situations than mine. Fran, I'm going to publicly acknowledge you, and again, I wasn't planning on doing this, but if you stare at the ceiling long enough, the tears go away. (laughs) A few of you you don't know this, but Fran's mother passed away not too long ago, and it wasn't just a simple pass away, it was long, it was arduous, but you couldn't tell. By looking at Fran's face, the way she served every Sunday. You know what it made me do? It made me think God. Remembering her made me think God in so many of my trials, so many of my issues, Fran. You don't know how many times where I wanted to give up, but your walk witnessed to me. I said, How the heck? I've been a Christian longer than you, I think. That's not even my message. That's just a little pissed stop. <laughs> Remembering people will sometimes cause you to think. He says, every time I remember you, in all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he, God, who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Wait, hold on. Let me, I feel like the slides are wrong there. He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. No, that's right. That's weird because sometimes my mind tells me, no, 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 he completed the work when he died on the cross. He said it was finished, didn't he? Sometimes my my mind says that. Sometimes in my mind it says, no, 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 that time before your most recent failure, God completed his work in you. So I don't know what to tell you now. That's not what it says. It says he who began a good work in you will carry it on, will continue, will work at it, will continue to work on you, won't give up, won't stop working on you, will keep going, will keep perfecting you, will keep working on. completion not till he's done not till he's finished not till he finds a new project not till someone better comes along not till no until completion well well then when is it complete oh until the day of Christ Jesus until he comes back he's working on you he's working on you his goodness is working on you when he said it was finished he meant in your past and you know what's crazy about your past it's always in the past So your past is finished, but your future is carrying on. Your future is ongoing. Your future is your hope in the return of Christ. So until he comes back, he ain't done with you. I think you need to tell yourself that. Say it with me one more time. He ain't done with you. No matter what you go through, Jesus will not abandon you. He won't find someone better. He won't look for someone else. He came to the world because he wanted you and you and you and you and you and you and you. Not us. Not the world. You and you and you and you and everyone in it. Each person in the world. not going to abandon you. He began a good work in you, and he will continue to complete it. He looks at you in your failures and says, I'm committed to you. So I'm not running from you. It looks that way, because maybe you're running from me. But I'm in this. This is the best relationship you'll have, because... He looks at you. He looked at his disciples and he goes, are you going to leave me? He didn't say, I'm going to leave you. He said, are you guys going to leave too? He never rejected people. It's crazy, it's crazy because the rich young ruler walks away and he doesn't go, oh, well. Too bad, I guess it wasn't. He goes, it says Jesus felt sorrow. It said Jesus felt compassion. For him. I wonder what it would have looked like if the rich young ruler came back. Oh, we have an idea in the story of the prodigal son. He ain't done with you yet. And we need to remember that. We need to remember that level of goodness. We need to rediscover this. What's crazy is, in preparing this message, I didn't even connect this verse. I wasn't going to even come back to this verse. It was going to be the end worship song. Corinthians 26, our opening verse says, For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. That means it's true (laughs) until he comes. Until he comes, every time we partake in communion, every time we look and remember Christmas, every time Easter comes. But not just that. Every day of our lives, we have the opportunity to proclaim what Christ has done. And we can do it until he comes. You know why? Because he ain't done yet. He ain't done yet. Until then, we live our lives in remembrance. This week we remember the arrival. I said it before, we remember the arrival of the light of this world. There is a light that shines through darkness. Another area in your life, whatever area you said, that's dark. I don't show people because it's dark. Jesus shines in that. He says the darkness can't comprehend it, he says the darkness flees it it also says there's freedom in confessions of sins sometimes there's stuff that I'm hiding from people but I find when I share it with my, my people closest to me when I go and I say hey I know you're going to hate me for this but here's what I have to tell you I say it, they still love me and all of a sudden I've broken strongholds through confession you know why? because I shed light on it it's rediscovering his goodness so it, we're remembering him We're going to partake in communion here today. As the ushers go around, this this Christmas, can I encourage you to do something? Honestly, anything. Pray. Any any form of prayer, worship, reading a Bible verse, all of that is remembrance. Take take communion at home. If you are in relationship with God, you can't not remember his goodness. Do everything anything this Christmas in remembrance of him because it's so easy to forget it's so easy to get caught up in the gifts and the family and and the chaos and that's all part of it but it's not because of him because Christmas if, if there was no birth there couldn't be a death right We remember the arrival of the light of this world, the one who would take all our sins. Not some, not a portion, not all the ones now, but then you gotta do the rest. No, all our sins, all our failures. And then as if that weren't enough, he would go on to equip us to become just like him. That that's the meaning of Christmas. That's that's why we celebrate Christmas. Can we bow our heads? Close our eyes. Lord, I thank you for what you're doing in this church, what you're doing in this world, in our lives. Lord, I just ask, Lord, that you fill us Fill us with your love. Remind us that you're not done yet. No matter how far we go, no matter how far we stray, all we got to do is remember the price that you paid. We're going we're to reread the opening verse as we partake in communion. Can we, it was 1 Corinthians. It says, for I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. Lord Jesus on the night he was betrayed, took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said this is my body which is, which is for you do this in remembrance of me you can take of the bread In the same way, after supper, he took the cup saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. You guys can take off the cup. I want us, I want us to do this together. We're going to say this last verse together at the count of three. So on the count of three. One, two, you guys can see it, right? All right. One, two, three. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We proclaim his death until he comes. We live our lives in remembrance. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Our mission here at Christ Uncensored House of Worship is to love God, love people, and love life. Kuhau is a place where our story is still being written. Together, we can do more than we can ever do alone. If this message has encouraged you and you wish to partner with us in taking this message all across the world, go to kuhau.com give or follow us on any social media platform. Thank you in advance for your support and generosity. Come and begin a whole new journey with us.